Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 106 of the podcast. This week's episode brought to you by WSM Auctioneers. Make sure you log on wsmauctioneers.com every month. The second Saturday of every month, they have a huge auction. And it doesn't matter where you are or what you're looking for, uh, what you do for work or what you do for enjoyment, I guarantee you, if you log on to their site, you're going to find something that you need, want, or are going to convince yourself you want or need, whatever the case may be. Make sure you log on to wsmauctioneers.com or just do this. I'll make it simple for you. If you're on Instagram, like everybody in the universe, just give them a follow, WSM underscore auctioneers and that'll keep you up to date with all the items they have coming and going through their auction site they're in arizona can't wait uh it's only going to be a couple of months maybe not even a couple of months month and a half or so before the pbr is in glendale and we're going to go out and see our friends at wsm auctioneers maybe we'll do a podcast live from there stream it on youtube who knows but uh it's crazy to believe that uh the month of january 2022 is almost finished i feel like I feel like I should still be saying Happy New Year to everybody. Um, you guys are continuing to give us a lot of feedback about the previous episodes of the podcast, especially the ones live from Las Vegas and the NFR. It got so much positive feedback about the live from the NFR episodes, especially with Richie Champion and his adorable bride, uh, Richie, of course. The first guy ever to win the million dollars at the American, which, golly, the American's coming up uh, March 6th. I know I am getting tickets. Megan and I, we're going to go hang out and watch Tim McGraw. She wants to watch Faith Hill. I'm a Tim McGraw guy. I got to meet Tim McGraw one time. We'll talk about that later on another episode of the podcast. But uh hope you guys are going to be there, too, watching the Richest One Day Rodeo in the world. Crazy to think that it'll be here before you know it. Crazy to think that this weekend we're headed back to the West Coast, Sacramento, the PBR. If you're going to be in California, hit us up. I do want to get to this before we jump to the episode because I said I was going to do this uh, randomly. I just randomly going through the uh, reviews here on the podcast and I'm going to try to pick one every episode or every other episode and, and read. I, I like this one. Of course, we're going to start on a positive note. This one is from Josie Horse 456 and it says, I absolutely love this podcast. I look forward to listening every episode. Make it a matter simply adorable and remind me of my hubby and me. Oh, I like that. As for Matt and Click, absolutely hysterical. I was laughing out loud. Love it. Got my entire family addicted to listening. It was the podcast that makes our road trips fly by. Thanks for sharing your thoughts and stories. Thank you, Josie. Uh, if you can, if you're listening right now, Shoot Megan a DM. We're going to send you something from WestFit on us for taking the time out of your day to leave us a review. Guys, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. Five-star rating. Leave us a review. You never know where that's going to lead. I do know where this episode is going to lead, but when we were in the middle of it, I had no idea. We talked about everything from driving Ubers to little people taking their clothes off to the struggles of being a professional athlete and overcoming so many obstacles. This is one that I kid you not was over a year and a half, maybe two years in the making trying to get this one put together. Um, you guys will understand why I, I, I think this is one of the 
most interesting episodes we've ever done. Out of the 106 episodes we've done, I think you guys are really, really going to dig this one. There's some, there's some incredibly funny parts. There's some incredibly telling parts. And the reason I started this, uh, this podcast way back whenever was simply to show PBR fans, rodeo fans, the side of these athletes that I see, the humanistic side, to introduce fans to the characters behind the name and behind what you see for a few seconds a weekend on television. And this episode might be the best episode in doing what we set out to do. I I think you guys are going to like this. If you do, please let us know. If you don't, Shut up and keep your opinion. No, I'm kidding. Um, I want to know. I, I really, really, really am thankful that Stetson took the time to do this out of, you know, we did this in the middle of the night like we do a lot of times, sitting around a hotel room after we've already been to work and ready to go to bed. And Stetson, you know, took time out of his busy weekend to come sit down and, and share a lot with us. And so for that, I am incredibly grateful. Stetson's one of my my favorite humans on the planet, and I think you guys will probably feel the same way at the end of this episode. So if you're not already, make sure you give Stetson Lawrence a follow. Eight-time PBR World Finals qualifier. This will be number nine. I guarantee you. He is an Uber and a Lyft driver with a rating. Well, I'll let him tell you about his rating and some of the interesting rides he's uh, shared through the course of his Uber career. But most importantly... He's a heck of a good guy and uh, a guy that I am very, very proud to call friends. So I'm going to shut up. I'm going to get to the episode right now. Sit back and enjoy my conversation with professional bull rider Stetson Lawrence. Put my hat on because I'm losing my hair. I don't have the flowing locks like you do. Dude, I told you. What, did, what, what, what was it you did? You did tell me. It's I told you it's keeps.com. What is it? Keeps. And and they're not a sponsor, right? No, they don't sponsor me. I pay for it. They should. So what what does it do? I don't know. It's you. But you use it, but you don't know what it does. <laughs> All you do is you have this online so, consultation with somebody. Take some pictures of your head, top of your head, and the front of your your freaking receiving like hairline. Really? And then you, the doctor looks it over and prescribes me some steroid and shampoo and like some serum put on twice a day so you have a shampoo like some kind of like lotion type stuff no like yeah shampoo just regular shampoo yeah. a pill a steroid pill and then like a little and it's all supposed dro- to make your hair eyedropper oh it's my hair is growing back crazy dude wait growing back what do you what do you dude, mean dude were like, you losing got, your hair yeah i got <laughs> shut up phone, really dude. yeah like, well, you know i Went through a goddamn divorce, man. I lost half my hair. <laughs> I, I and a lot more. I uh, there must be. I don't know the doctors. We'll just, cut. We'll cut all this out. By the way, where's this at? I had no idea that you were starting to lose your hair, dude. It's bad. I uh, I started losing mine probably. I don't know, like sixth grade. I started getting a receding hairline. It sucks, man. It sucks so bad. Like, <laughs> I was scared. Whoa. Yeah, now you really were losing your hair. Yeah. That's dude. crazy. I don't have to. I mean, I can see it. It's solid. Okay, I'm I'm trust me. I'm call I'm calling keeps.com 
Monday morning. It's only like 120 bucks for three months. Really? Yeah. I used to waste that much or more on way dumber stuff than that. Wow. Well, but maybe the most cowboy thing I've ever heard, uh, does it work? Uh, or what, what do you do? I, I don't know. I just use it. <laughs> just use it, man. I like it. I like, I'm going to try it. Keeps.com. Yeah. Had no idea you were losing your hair. It. Yeah, learn something new. I, there's a lot of things I didn't know. Like, let's start with this. Uh, I, we're rolling. Um, <laughs> we're we're actually rolling now. All so, right. um, the, the the what I want to start with is what I didn't know. I don't know about a week ago was whether or not you were pissed off at me. Oh, I legit was <laughs> so concerned. I was like, man, did did I do something to make Stetson mad? Like you. Yeah, Derek come up to me like, yeah, Matt West come up to me and asked me like, did Stetson pissed at me or what? I'm like, I don't know. Was it? I didn't know what you're. I honestly, I had no idea what's going on at all. So let's backtrack a little bit. Uh, the weekend before Chicago, the night before Chicago starts, I'm in my hotel room getting ready to bed down, whatever, and I get a call and it says Kate Harrison's sick and not gonna make it. We're gonna move you over to the CBS broadcast. You're gonna do interviews. I've never done that job before. And so I'm I'm super nervous about like am I going to ask questions that look stupid or whatever? But I like okay, it comes around and you're my guy. Like I know I can say anything to you yeah. and you can talk. Like you're a pro. And I I try to keep it short and I'm like Stetson, you look good. Are you feeling good? You're looking good. And you said, "Thank you." And walked the hell off. <laughs> Just kept on walking. And Craig Hummer and McBride and the guys in my ear thought that was the funniest thing in the world. Dude, I've got so much feedback from that response. It's insane, honestly. It's awesome, though. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it. I was focused on what I was doing. I was going back to the locker room doing my thing. And lo and behold, I didn't know I left you hanging on your first interview on TV. But then the, then the, the second interview of the weekend... Like, I look at you, and, like, I can kind of tell. I know most of you, especially the guys that, like, I really, I hate to say this, but the guys that I really give a crap about, like, I kind of know your personalities, and I could tell that, like, you didn't want yeah. to stop and talk, the yeah. second time especially. And so they're telling me, get him, get him, you got him, you got him. And I look at you, and I just look away, and I tell them, yeah, guys, I don't think I can catch him. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't want, I didn't want to go through that again. I'll yeah. be honest, <laughs> I didn't want to be stuck in that situation, and so I didn't know. Like, I yeah. So let's just, you're not mad at me. No, not mad oh, at you at man, all. I've, I've been stressed no, I, about that. I was just in the zone. Yeah, and it was it that was so fun for me to watch because at the end we go full circle and then we had a whole nother conversation. Oh yeah, and we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I want to talk <laughs> about. Uh, uh, there's there's so much I want to talk about. I've wanted to do this for what did I say the other day. It's been like a year and a half, two years. Yeah, I asked almost you. a year and a half now. It's man. been a long time, but hey, life happens, and and the timing wasn't right. Something was always happening, whatever. But here we are, finally doing it, and we got a whole lot of positive to talk about. We do big win in Chicago, perfect weekend in Chicago. It was, but it's been a long road to get back, and I mean like a long road. This is yeah, it was a long grinding process almost what almost a year I, I i know there was a blip where you were back but yeah it was pretty so much a for full people year. that don't know kind of kind of give us the rundown on the on the injury situation what happened so in 2020 i got shoulder dislocated and i had operated on in december 2nd i think 
And then I was out for six months in 21 till June. And then I come back after that, riding all right. And then come back for the first UTB in Cheyenne, went like seven seconds. And then I come back in Tulsa the next weekend and I was, did okay. Then the next day I broke my neck and and I don't know, it's, it was a grueling time and hindsight 2020, I, I wasn't in the right mind space right. to be riding now that I see it where I am now. So you, you go back, and in the end of 2020, the shoulder keeps you out the first six months of 2021. So you've missed half of 2021. Yeah. First time I see you, I, I'll get them confused. It was either Great Falls or Kalispell. One of those. It's Kalispell. <clears throat> Kalispell. Yeah. That you, you did really yeah, good. Yeah, I did. I think I took six there or something. I yep. rode my long rubble and did a boat. But looked boat. really good, I thought. And I was like, here we go. Mm-hmm. All right. Stetson's back on track, got shoulder fixed, ready to go. And then a month later, broken neck. Broken neck, yeah. How was that? I mean, obviously, I know broken neck sucks. <laughs> but I mean, did you go through where a lot of guys will go through where they say, you're done? never going to do this again or was this a we can fix this and get you back and whatever i don't know i honestly i I didn't really ask the doctor i just said fix me because i was hurt like there's a big felt like somebody had a knife in the back of my neck like and i was annoyed very annoyed (laughs) yeah but at that time i didn't care i just needed one i just wanted it fixed but afterwards was like so we good i can ride bulls like yeah we're you're at C7, C6, and C5 are fused together. You I have should be no good. idea what that means. Uh, the C is C up the C, C7 is the lowest one on like the, the C's. base of your yeah. neck, basically, top of your shoulders. Golly. So C7, they fuse those three together? Yeah, C7, C6, and 5. And so, then I had a bone graft on C7 because it kind of like when I landed, it dislocated and took a chunk off or something. So, yeah, they added a bone graft from my hip you're obviously wired way different than i am you ride bulls and i talk for a living and i have like i my pain tolerance is nowhere near but i they told me at the end of last summer that like hey your back's broken three places and you've got a herniated disc and i went and you can ask my wife i went pale white and like freaked out like in your position when they tell you yeah your neck's broken do you go through all that or is it straight to get me fixed Oh, uh, you want you want the truth? I want the I want the real story. You want the raw yeah. truth? Yeah. Shoot, man. Well, <laughs> me and my girlfriend, and luckily Taylor Tovez gave us a ride to our buddy Doctor Collins, and we got there, and he can make a mean ranch water, which is tequila and Topo Chico and lime juice. That's it. <laughs> and I got dirty drunk. Just because I I needed to get rid of the pain, like I'm like I need to fix this. Like I, they couldn't give me prescribe me any pain meds. I didn't have anything with me. Like normally I have a couple hydros or something that, on hand because yeah, normally if this stuff happens, you like to have some of that. But I didn't, so I got really drunk and <laughs> we were in the pool, kind of hanging out, and I'm getting relaxed, and then all of a sudden, me and her disagree on something and. I think she's not like on board with me, like she's fighting with me, and I flip shit, dude. Like I, I took off running. Really, I did. Like just take off, no, legit. But like people, people don't realize, and 
people that are not athletes or have not dealt with things like this don't understand what something like this can do to your psyche and what it does to your mentality. Yeah. Like I said, I legit told her because I didn't think she was on my side. I told her to F off, leave me alone. Nothing to do with me. I, I legit neck brace. Only I had it on her shorts. And so was this before surgery? Yeah, before surgery. Okay. Before I even knew anything right. about my neck. And really? all I had was a collar they left me, I uh, left a PBR with. And yeah, I ran probably legit, probably a block and a half. And then I stopped and I just walked and kind of finally caught my bearings. And I'm like, shit, <laughs> I, don't yeah. have, I don't have a phone. I don't have a wallet. I can't go get a hotel. I can't, I, I honestly don't even know. Where am I going? I, I don't even know where I'm at, where I'm going. I get it together and I turn around and I finally like, okay, I know where I'm at. I'm pretty good at knowing where I go and navigate my way back. And I navigate my way back. I get about a half a block, about a block away from their house. And they're out looking for me, like yeah. devastated. Like, <laughs> come to th- you just sit down and think about, about it. it. Well, yeah, I'm running around tennis shoes, shorts, and a, and a neck brace. And a neck brace. And yeah, I just broke my neck probably eight hours ago, nine hours ago. Golly, man. But yeah, it's, it's a dark area there where. I thought I was by myself, I guess. I don't know. Abandoned. But I I, th- I think people misconstrue a lot of times what they see on TV, whether it's oh. bull riding, whether it's NFL. They don't realize that, like, even, even in We're all my human. Position, we're, we're all humans. humans. Every one of us. No it, matter how cool you are, how talented you are, how famous you are, everybody's human. And being on the road multiplies sometimes those emotions and those feelings and, and like, it it does some crazy shit to your mindset. Uh, it was just, for me, it was just getting knocked down again. I was just getting back to riding, and then I, I legit, like I said, I didn't know if I was going to be able to ride again. I didn't. Yeah. At that time, I had, everything was up in the air. I just I didn't know, and it, it scared the shit out of me. So you, over the course of the last, well, I'll say year, um, but especially the last six months, you've given like little glimpses into how hard you've been working. Um, oh, yeah. I've noticed, don't. Don't think I haven't noticed the West Fit shirt every once in a while. And I'm like, yes. Cause like, man, I'm on your side. Like I've always been on your team. Like I just I want to see you do good. Yeah. And and it was so cool last weekend. Was it last weekend? Chicago yeah. last weekend. Um, to walk up there and and be the first person like to officially congratulate you. Cause I was there in Thackerville in 2017 yeah. on the shark cage, that video of us walking up and like that little embrace has been on so many opening videos. And every time I'm like, yep, I know exactly where that was at. I, I, it's just so cool to me. But anyways, to see all that come full circle, I, uh, I looked on the back of the buck and shoots and everybody, it was like a, it was a locker room sellout, if you will. Oh yeah. Everybody was cheering. Everybody's happy. Like Joel, like I, Everybody I got congratulated from, but it just shows that everybody's rooting for everybody. Mm-hmm. Nobody's against anybody, and they all know the work I put in and yeah. the struggle. Yeah. It's, yeah. It was tough. Um, the work, though. Like, how do you get your head wrapped around, this is what I got to do to get back? Because I think that I love talking mindset, and not everybody can dive into that place they've got to get to. So, yeah, so how do you do that? <laughs> it goes back to me and my girlfriend went on a, her idea was to do a 21 day challenge. That sounds like 22 days too long for me. <laughs> it was tough, but it opened my eyes to a lot and opened my eyes to change and to look inwards, I guess. But 
before all that, we did no drinking. Um, I couldn't eat any sugar candy because I, I love it. Yeah. Um, no energy drinks. Um, exercise four days a week. A mental podcast at least 15 minutes a day. Um, and then ride my drop barrel. And I think that was it, right? Yeah, we we did that for 21 days, and it Game the bigger. drop barrel helped me a lot at Matt Triplett's deal, just because just getting in the moment and moving my hips back in bull ride motion. But I didn't know how much the mental stuff would carry on. Like it's crazy because, <laughs> like I told Kate and I'm like, I went to counseling before yeah. New York and before the start of the year. Okay. And that's something, so like I do a lot of work with the Western Sports Foundation, and yeah. we do a lot of these WSF athlete clinics, and and I'm not a bull rider. I've never been a bull rider. I can I can admit, like that's <laughs> totally not my, my deal. But I think over the years, I, I've gained enough friendships and relationships, and, and I think everybody in the locker room understands that like I have everybody's best interests at heart. Yeah. Me, Colby Yates, like, and and we we go out of our way to be a part of these things. One of the big things that we talk about is sports psychologists. Um, there's a lot of athletes that are coming out and saying this changed my career, but more importantly, it changed my life. I don't think yeah. people understand how important that can be. Yeah, I honestly I didn't understand it till I went, and I'll be honest, it, it took a lot of courage to actually go yeah like it, it's tough to there's a stigma stigma and it's also just being vulnerable let to your emotions to yourself yeah. and because only i know every secret every little detail yeah. what i'm my flaws what i'm good at but to face all that and deal with it it's it's hard to talk about things yeah. like it's one thing to like like i know i know I know all my faults. I know oh, where yeah. I'm weak. I know the things that I need to work on. And it's one thing to be in a car or a truck or be out in the field or out in the pasture by myself and like pray about them and talk about them. But to be able to vocalize that to anybody, even the closest people in your life. And, and that's the hard for me. Sometimes it's harder for me to talk to the people that I know I can count on. And I, I don't understand that. It's weird. Have you been to counseling? No. No, I mean, but, but that's just, what I'm saying. No, I'm, just, I'm not judging. I'm just asking because right. I'll tell you one thing is I found out I was mad at people right. that I didn't know I was mad at just because the emotions I wasn't getting from them. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you'd be surprised what it pulls out of you. Because internally we, we hold a grudge towards people sometimes if they oh, don't yeah. reflect what we want out of them, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. Um, that's, that's crazy, man. But like, not, not crazy in a bad way, but it's crazy in a good way that like, cause I didn't know that. And now everything starts to come full circle for yeah. me. And now like you can see changes in people for mm -hmm. the better. Yeah. Right. And I, I, like, I think on the outward for the last, I don't know, year, whatever, like, I, I feel like you have progressively like just gotten more comfortable in you yeah. and holy crap that showed up last weekend in folds. Nah, yeah. I, do you, I mean, do you feel like you're just more comfortable being Stetson? Um, the way I put it, I'm more at ease getting into my zone. I can be at peace behind the shoots and not 
get anxious about what bowl I'm getting on or how high of a score I need to be or Cause whatever. Did you think about all those things Oh, before? yes. Really? Yes. I got anxiety bigger than anything. Really? But it's just something I dealt with, but what? it's... Well, it's crazy because like guys don't want to admit that. Yeah, that's for what, some reason. The whole being vulnerable and admitting to, yeah, your fears and what scares you. But again, it goes back to like I don't care what sport you're in, you're human. You have to think about those things. Oh, that's what I said. Like I tell everybody else, I don't push on anybody, but I think everybody should do some kind of counseling because. I don't care who you are. So you're, everybody's childhood's been messed up a little bit. I, I, I agree. And, and even as adults, yeah. like you, you start to harbor things that, and you brought up a really great point. You start to harbor things that you don't realize you're you're keeping You don't realize away. You're, why you're mad at that person. Yeah. But you, you know there's something about it that just kind of doesn't sit right with you. But when I went to counseling, yeah, it was, just, it was a good eye-opener, and I left there like... A million pounds lighter. It was crazy. Like when poor Matt's just trying to do his job and do an interview. <laughs> I don't know why you're mad at <laughs> just, me, bro. Just, just left you hanging. I don't know why you're mad at me. Yeah. Um, you, what else came out of that weekend? I had so many people ask, Did he was he really driving an Uber? Was he really driving Uber and, and Lyft and all that stuff? So like you were. Oh, yeah. I got the stats. I got like 900 Uber rides and like 700... Really? Lift rides, yeah. I put the time in. I've What's your rating? Are you like a five star? Are you four star? Like four point nine nine and I think five on Lyft or something. Oh, I got, I got some good ratings. That's that's top notch. <laughs> uh, you meet anybody cool? Because oh, I feel like yeah. I feel like that would be. A Can fun we go job. anything on here? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't care. Can we talk about a midget? I don't know if I have the right to talk about little people. people? Yeah, yeah. Why I, not? I gave a midget stripper a ride to Wait, big sky. A, Shut up! Is this, this really? Is this legit? I'm. I'm okay. Here we okay, go. I gotta piss after. Okay. Yeah. Just we'll. Yeah. We'll just we'll hit time out. I mean, we're not really gonna like hit pause, but I promise you, I'm just gonna. From the bathroom, Stetson just told me he has tons of stories from Uber and Lyft. I can already tell you, we're not gonna be able to use the video part of this podcast. Uh, because of the lights and sirens that were blowing everywhere from the TV, but it, it, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, I can't like, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm on the edge of my seat listening to Stetson urinate in the other room. Yeah. I, now I want to know, is he still going to do this? Is this like, I feel like there's a whole nother business opportunity that comes with professional bull rider. Can you imagine if he wins a world and has a million bucks at the end of this season, are you the million dollar Uber driver? Like, I feel like that's a whole new business that we're going to start. Sit down because I've got so many questions. While you were in the bathroom peeing, right. I have so many other questions now. We will get yeah. back to the stripper here in a minute. All right. But uh, if you are, are you going to continue to drive? I drove Thursday. Wait, Thursday before you flew here? Yeah, all day. Th- oh, not all day. I- one got more oil change and I had I picked up a few. I put like six rides in. Really? Yeah. Um, okay, so if you win a world title this year, get a million dollar bonus, cash in, you gonna continue to drive? Oh yeah. Really? Just occasionally, dude. It's it's quite a thrill. I I got a good story for you. I Please. Picked, I picked up Bonner Bolton. What? The Bozeman Airport. You mean like the Bonner Bolton from Dancing with the Stars? 
Going to that guy? going to a Wrangler photo shoot. Really? Yeah. Did, and he didn't know. He didn't know. I didn't like, know either. Because how it works, you sit in a little parking lot when you're waiting at the airport. And I got my app on. And then whenever people fly in and ping you, you just accept the right. ride. And you don't know where you're it's going. It's all random. It's all right? random. And I legit accept it. And I'll say, okay, Bonner. Shit, how funny would this be if it's Bonner Bolton? I've just got like two minutes till you get to where you need to be. And I pull up and I see a cowboy hat. I'm like, no fucking way. That's dad. Holy shit. It is Bonner Bolton. Yeah. So I gave Bonner a ride to his Wrangler photo shoot. How was, how, I was going to say, how, first of all, how surprised (laughs) was he that you were the Uber driver? He was very surprised. (laughs) And no, he didn't tip well. I ended up, the Wrangler, the Wrangler people ended up paying me. What? Yeah. So Dancing with the Stars, Bonner Bolton. Doesn't tip well. Well, did he at least give you like a long five-star? story short? They were supposed to have a ride there waiting for him, and he was just gonna take a ride to a restaurant and wait for a ride to show up. But okay, uh, you bring up Bonner, that's another guy that went through a very similar situation to you. Yeah, you ever talked to guys like that about I, what they went through? I, I mean, talked to him on the way to his photo shoot about it, and yeah, it's he said it's life changing, and like he was very grateful to do the dance with the stars and everything, it changed everything for him, but you know, like. I look at it. I'm grateful because I get to go back and ride bulls. Like he didn't have the opportunity because his was, I think C three or C two. Yeah, where it's more critical. Like you can't be landing on your head anymore. Right. Well, I that was in Chicago. It was. Yeah, I, I remember that. story about that. Yeah, we were up in that alleyway for intros, and he's like one of the first guys out putting the rope on. He's like, mm-hmm. "Hey, Bonner, watch out!" Like. That bulls broke somebody's neck because he broke Sean Williams' neck like two weeks ago, and damned if he didn't. Bonner really? and broke his. neck. I didn't realize that part. Yeah, so I, I felt bad. So me, Douglas, and Tanner Byrne went to the hospital when he was in Chicago. Here, that's what's the hardest part for me. And somebody asked us about this. Oh, um, it was Juliana Pena asked me last weekend in Chicago. She's a UFC world champion. Are you kidding me? Like as tough as they come, um, and she said have you ever seen like guys get really hurt? And I said, like define really hurt because I mean, I I was there unfortunately, you know, when, when the Mason thing happened in Denver, but I said, I don't want to talk about that. Let's talk about, okay. I was there when Stetson broke his neck. I was there when Bonner, I was announced in Chicago when Bonner broke his neck. LJ and I used to be so close. And I said, I was there the night my best friend at the time broke his neck. She goes like, did it, did it screw you up the rest of the night? And I said, no, I was ready for him to get out of the arena so we could keep the show going so that everybody else wasn't just, you know, I I want, yeah, I I know that once sports medicine gets him out of the arena, he's in good hands. Hmm. Didn't dawn on me till like later on at the night at the hospital that like shit you guys do is real. Yeah. And sometimes like we forget how real it is until it all comes crashing down. Yeah. It's kind of the whole, my neck breaking thing kind of, to just yeah don't take it for granted no more i i honestly i don't know that i could have made it through there because i think a lot of people would have would have dealt with like super like you said dark depression and some people don't climb their way out of that yeah i can say it ain't a lie it was tough like yeah i'm glad i had a good support system like my girlfriend and yeah just we just try to keep myself busy not fixate on anything Megan and I were talking on the drive back to the hotel tonight that 
you are who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. And like when you surround yourself with uplifting positive people or like people that are in your corner, yeah, it's so much easier. Everything in life is so much easier. Oh, Even yeah. the hard shit. It's not, yeah, it's way easier. You know what would be easy for me? Driving a midget stripper. <laughs> I got to I got to hear this. Okay, man. This is it's insane. So I'm So you just get random. I'll be honest with you. If I if I was in this position, I don't know that I'd be married right now. <laughs> Cuz that's a story that like will live forever. Yeah, like Anyways, it was, it was crazy. I, I I'll just shut up now. Roll up to the hotel and just waiting there. Swipe like you got a button you can say you arrived. Wait. Do the normal unlock the doors, throw the hazards on. I'm a professional Uber driver. Profit. <laughs> just sitting there waiting, listening whatever music and all of a sudden like I didn't I'm parked like parallel with the door. I didn't see anybody come out of it or anybody walked close to my car and all of a sudden my back door opens. I'm like so I turn a one eighty, I'm like, What in the hell? Like who is this? Like I, because nobody usually creeps right. up on me. And all of a sudden, this little gal floors the door open, throws like legit, throws her purse and this other bag on my seat, and crawls in. Mind me, I got a little side or crossover Cadillac, okay, MKX. Like she crawls into my car, smaller car or like, like lower car, scoots her butt over, gets the seat belt, feet barely hang off the edge of my seat. And I <clears throat> accept the ride, and all of a sudden, I'm like, holy shit, this, we got an hour long ride. I'm like, we're, wait, wait, what? Yeah, because Big Sky, she was going to Big Sky. She from, was in Bozeman. From Bozeman. From right, Bozeman. Okay. Just to clarify, you're driving in Bozeman. Yeah, I'm driving okay. in Bozeman. And yeah, I was like, oh shit, we're going, we're going to Big Sky. She's like, yep. So I'm just like, songs going by. I'm trying to make small talk, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, do midgets ski? Do they snowboard? I'm like, what, like, what do I ask? Like, Right. It was dead of winter. I'm like, I don't I don't know what she does. So I just so you ski in and nope. I'm like, oh fuck, I knew that. Like <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I don't know how to go about this because I'm trying just to make small talk and not make it awkward because I got an hour long ride with this person. And finally I just started asking snowboard nope, like going to meet family, friends, nope. Like just tell me. And then she just said, I I'm going to her dance. I'm like, no way. She's like, Yep. I'm like, you, like... Like a dancer dancer. dancer. She's like, yeah, I'm like... I'm using air quotes, by the way. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Okay. So, I just started talking. I was like, so how are you getting back? Because if... Because I kind of want to stay and see the show. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's what you were really no, thinking. No, no. I was just being a good man. I was like, well, if you get out there, because she said she was from California, and you okay. know, they don't know the area, so like... And once you get the big sky, like, there's no Lyft or Uber out there. Once you're you're out there, you're out there. But there's not like a lot in big. I'm like, okay, I've been to Big Sky enough to know there's not any of those clubs. No. So this was a private hire type. They situation. flew her, flew her in from California. These guys, I feel like we got guys. cheated in life. Yeah. Well, these guys were doing it right. I guess so. Anyways, pull up, drop her off, and. Then I actually had to go to the bathroom, so I was like, hey, can I use the bathroom? And, you know, it's all those Airbnbs up right. there, so I didn't know where the closest gas station there's, there's was. There's not anything where you can just like, stop. I'm like, shit, I just need to go to the bathroom in here. So I 
let her do her big entrance in and I slowly sneak in and go into the bathroom and then I come out and all of these guys are kind of looking at me. I'm like, what? I'm, I'm just the Uber driver here. <laughs> <laughs> so I left and I come, I had her con on the way there. I got her to pay me $300 to drive her back. Oh, so you just hung out. So I went back to the gas station, hung out, grabbed a pop and, Made my way back up to where her Airbnb was, and yeah. So like, so this was just like a couple hours or what? An hour show. Hours. So flies in, Ubers to Big Sky, does an hour show, and then back out. Yeah, we're back to Bozeman by ten o'clock. Oh my gosh! Like, man, why can't I have a life like that? Yeah, I mean, we kind of do. Like, like I kind of do. I fly into a town, work a couple hours, and leave. But uh, that just—that's amazing. Did you get her name? I wonder if she was like a really her, famous. All I remember is her name on the lift was I think it was Cheyenne. Cheyenne. But I don't know if it's stage name or real name. Yeah, I, 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 ooh. man, I can't believe you didn't die. Like, I would have said like you on social media. No. Like, I, I want to know. Like, I'm so intrigued. Like, yeah, I'd be like, can I just try to I, Google her? Yeah, I just couldn't get it. <clears throat> I man, yeah, I would have had to have said like, give me a stage name or whatever. Like, oh, I'm a big oh, fan. She, she told me her name was Cheyenne, but I did, but didn't. Yeah, I, I just, I, I would where, want. Where do you go to look up a midget stripper at? Apparently, Big Sky. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I, I, that's of all the stories about Big Sky Montana I've ever heard. That's my new favorite. Because that's whoever's there having a good bachelor party. You, uh, you, you run into a lot of like crazies. In the old Uber, mm, yeah, you you've had how many how many rides? Uh, like nine hundred on Uber oh and like seven hundred on Lyft. <laughs> like that's almost two thousand people that you've picked up in your car. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, what are the odds? Uh, you ever pick up anybody famous, or was Cheyenne the most famous person? Uh, I think she was the most famous. Actually, somebody said they're a camera guy working in the eighteen eighty three. Oh, winter. really? Yeah. So. Do you get into TV shows? A little bit. I, I got hooked on Yellowstone. Oh, I like it. I didn't get into it till like season three, but uh, my wife kept, you need to watch this. You need to watch this. And I was like, no, not not interested. And I'm walking through the living room one day. You remember Brent Walker? Yeah. Uh, I walked through and Brent's on my TV and I'm like, hey, I know that guy. I've slept on his couch before. And she's like, what? This is Yellowstone. I was like, wait, what? And I started watching and it was an episode, and then like all of a sudden, Tilden Hooper's on there, yeah. and all the guys, and I'm just like, okay, this is Yellowstone. And then we went back, and I binge watched the first two seasons, oh, and yeah, I'm hooked good. now. So good. Uh, like, do you have anything else that like you're addicted to? The best one, my shoulder, my neck was Ted Lasso. What? How what is that? Everybody, how come nobody knows about this? Uh, yeah, I'm I, so disappointed about this. Really? What? What is it? Is it a show? Yeah. It's a uh, series on Apple TV. It's got a enemy and war winning. Like it's. I'm legit. not a five star Uber driver in Bozeman. Well, I don't get a make lot of that kind of money. I don't have Apple TV. Well, you should get it. I, I, I agree. It make hotel life a lot easier. I think if it does. Because do you take it with you on my iPad? You, you can, yeah. So what's it called? Ted Lasso. What's it about? A soccer coach. Well, he was an American football coach that went over to England to be a professional co soccer coach. Never coached soccer before in his life. What? How Dude, does that work? Just go watch it. 
I don't know. I don't know if I could I could hook you myself into soccer. Really? Yes. Do you like it's, soccer? No. Okay. It has nothing right, to do with it. soccer. Good, because I was judging you. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I was judging you. If you like soccer... uh has a little bit to do with soccer. I still don't know how this game of soccer works. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, I went and watched rugby in Australia, and I don't know how any of that stuff works, but I do know I don't ever want to fist fight a rugby player in Australia. Yeah, no. Did you ever go over there? Yep. Not the Global Cup. What kangaroo story? I, I really have no idea what you're talking about. It's okay to tell me. Oh no 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 no! I went I I went on a little hunting. I don't statue of limitations. I guess is probably over. And <laughs> and with the current way the world's going, I don't think I'll ever go back to Australia. And I I want to. Anyways, long story short, we're on this big cattle ranch, right? And it's over there. I know we in the States think kangaroos are like cute and cuddly and fun and everything, yeah, but over no. there it's like a nuisance. They're like coyotes. Like, yeah, I've yeah. missed that at the little petting zoo. And they, they're crazy how many there are. So they're like, go out and, and hunt as many as you can because they're tearing up our land. They're whatever. Long story short. These people tell us, but there's one out there the kids call Floppy. They see him every morning on the way to school. He's got, you'll know him because he has one ear that droops down over his face. It's fine. He's the only one that like, but everything else just get rid of. Okay, cool. And been a long day. We find, like, we see this monster kangaroo and I'm like, jackpot, baby. Yeah. This is like, this is record type stuff. <laughs> They're going to be so impressed. And so right up over the hood of the truck and whack right in the head. Boom. Down goes Rue. We get over there and I'm like, yeah, we're gonna take pictures and like this is this this is yeah. I'm gonna tell everybody at home like this big how big this thing was. I want a picture because he's like taller than I am, bigger than I am. We get over there and the guy that was with me at the time he says, uh, you might want to skip this one. <laughs> and I said, no, not a chance. Like you're not you're not talking me out of this. And he lifts it up and turns it. And I see that ear drop down. <laughs> oh, no way. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and so, like... You shot Bambi almost. I, I, I took down Floppy. And so, I'm no longer welcome back on that ranch, like, at all. It's it's a bad deal. That's, yeah. Damn. Yeah, anyways, this ain't about me. This is about you. <laughs> Uh, I, so I'm glad we clarified that because like <sighs> I had floppy, so many, right? uh, I, anyways, I had so many people ask me like, man, that guy's hilarious. Like that whole Uber thing was funny. And I was like, I really think that's what he was doing. No. Yeah. I was well, you just, just doing it. Just bored. Just, I mean, what, a little bit of bored. How, how does that come about? Cause I don't know anything about that. Nah, as you know, I was a little bit bored. I was going through a divorce and, and you're not paying the bills either i guess yeah i didn't have no way to pay the bills yeah. so i was like well i don't want to waste all my savings that i do have saved up yeah so i was like might as well go work it's not that hard i can do it so i love that because a lot of people would just sit around and mope well yeah i'm not one to beg somebody to pay for my bills if they're mine i'll, I'll figure a way out you got to figure it out yeah have to um you had a little family reunion coming into uh where are we right now? What Duluth? We? Duluth. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> well, that's that's so bad. It's so bad. But that's real. It's um, only the fourth week. Come on. 
It's the and I skipped a week, so <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in my third week of the year, and I'm already lost on what city I'm in. A uh, little family reunion coming into Atlanta for what? You you what? you met another member of the Lawrence crew? Oh yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, that was cool. Like I didn't even recognize him. My girlfriend recognized him as we were walking on the plane. Uh, but what struck my eye is that he was sitting in Comfort Plus in the middle seat. Like, well, I'm a big plane. Yeah, big. Three seater, okay, gotcha. Or, or three in each row, and he's yeah. not first class. Not first class. Well, he plays for the Jaguars. He plays right in the in the. He plays yeah. for the Jags, but yeah. still, I don't care. I don't I care mean, how cool you are. You gotta be a cool guy to take the middle seat because I still don't do that. But like, and he's super tall. Though he's a giant, way taller than you. Yeah, he's got to be like six, seven, six, eight. Um. And yeah, you. That's it's weird. I I would never think of like being a first round draft pick, just in the middle of a plane somewhere. Yeah, in, in Montana, just hanging out. Cool guy though. Yeah, I just introduced myself and asked if I get a picture because yeah, I knew he was kind of keeping it low key because he has hood up and right. Didn't want to be bothered much, so I just said introduce myself. Like, if you're we're being Duluth this weekend, if you're in the PBR, what you a, make your way out. You go you go back. Okay, so so you've been around a decade. Uh, we end up in these random weird sit like places and like cities and and like I I know like I have people in my career that I look back and go holy crap I actually met so and so like when you look back do you have any of those Yeah, I met Gronk back. Oh, when that's he was right. In New York. Gronk came to New York one time. Yeah, like crazy in real life. he's so crazy in real life. Oh yeah, he was sla- slamming the Coors lights when I was seeing him. Yeah, and his big buddy did not last long on the back of a bull. No. Well, uh, what I, I follow him on He was still He what wore my helmet. Name? That's the only reason. Did he really? I, yeah. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. Um. What What is his name? Uh, he's a big guy. He's I know. big in circumference. Like, he's not a tall guy. No. But no. he like he had to. He covers He couldn't find a vest that fit him. No, we had to tape it on him. Had to tape it on him. <laughs> yeah. And he lasted... He lasted, I don't know if he lasted less time than Tim McGraw lasted on Fu Manchu. <laughs> yeah. It was so bad. It was. But but Gronk was super cool though. He like yeah. he was into it. He was about it. He wanted to do it again. Yeah. That's 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 so fun. I for me it was like Sylvester Stallone. Like we had Rocky Balboa yeah. on the back of the bucket shoots. It was pretty cool. I didn't get to actually talk to him. Oh really? No, I don't know what I was doing. That was in LA, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what you were doing. <sighs> Yeah, who knows? Because that was cool. Like, yeah, I, I thought that was the coolest. Um, the name Firewalker. Where'd it come from? Leah Garcia. Leah Garcia. Yeah. Really? It was in Thackerville. Um, I can't remember. It was like one of the first years, like in thirteen. Um, they put the rope out for the letters because the kerosene went light outside yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And it ca- caught around my spurs, and I drug it across the shark cage. Really? Yeah, if you ever watched a Bushwhacker documentary on YouTube or something, yeah. they do a little glimpse of me like, oh, cowboys are so tough, they walk on fire, and it's just me dragging a dang rope on fire across really? the shark cage. Yeah. I got a picture of it somewhere in my phone. So And so she just, just come up with there. Firewalker after that. And it stuck. Yeah. They, I mean, did you ever go, yeah, like that, or was it? did it just kind of become a thing? It just kind of become a thing. I don't know where it started. I, I don't know where it started other than she started and it just kind of took off from there. I like it. I don't I, I don't never knew the story. But, okay, I'll tell you why I like it. Because 
And some people might think it's it's cheesier or whatever, but I look at the Iceman Kaiki Pacheco. To me, I immediately go, okay, we've got a name and a character. Let's go with that. Yeah. Let's let's build on that. Yeah. That's what I wish. Like I I wish our industry would grab onto of, those things more because yeah. and that's why I started the podcast because like I know Stetson I know like yeah. the the real Stetson but. How much of that can you get out on a 30 second interview on TV? <laughs> exactly. Any. Exactly. Yeah. It, like it's it, it's completely different. Yeah, yeah. Or, or thank you. Yeah, when you say thank you, kiss my anyways. <laughs> but I I just I feel like we as an industry need to expand on those little things that we have and like I just put a light on the guys' background more. Yeah, that's exactly Expose right. Them more. That's exactly right. And then the the celebration, when did that come about? Oh, that was after I started playing the, what was it called? I can't remember now. The song? Yeah, Electric yeah. Powwow. Yeah. And Flint's like, if you're going to play that, you got to dance if you ride after you, if you ride one. Yeah. And it was in Albuquerque, and I just happened to ride, and it was- What a great place to start that. Right right before a section break, and I, I walked out, and Flint goes, drags me out from behind the chutes, he's like, do your dance. I'm like- I had no idea. I just threw something out there, and it, I just keep doing it. Yeah, if it works, yeah, don't change it. Exactly. There's just, no reason. I'm surprised they didn't build a statue of you in Albuquerque. <laughs> like, it, but it, I I mean that. Like, they are that place so is electric. When I love riding, and that. the nat like the native. Oh yeah, cowboys are their guys. Yeah, it's so cool. You go to you go to the Global Cup. Something like that, like you, mm -hmm. you can hear. There's a difference. Oh yeah, I I love those atmospheres. Kind of interested to see if the team format. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. What do you think? I honestly don't. I'm not even worried about it. I'm just yeah. trying to ride the bulls I got right now, and we'll worry about that when it comes to it. You, you talked about uh, you know, people's backgrounds. Let's go back to the very beginning. Uh, grew up in North Dakota. Yep. Born Trenton. and raised. Born and raised in Trenton, North Dakota. How do you start riding bulls? Like, where does this come into play? My dad. My dad really? was a bull rider. Okay. Yeah. So, you see him doing it. When do you start? I started on sheep a long time ago through my sheep, and then it just stuck calves. <clears throat> just kept going? Steers, junior bulls, senior bulls. Was dad good? My dad? Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty good. He was... He just rode amateur. Like the last year he rode, I think he only fell off one or two. Really? But that's like getting on twenty bulls either. It's, yeah, it's hard to stay that consistent no matter how hard they buck. Working, working a job too. Yeah, he works UPS. So that, that's UPS. that's where like when 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 I was growing up, uh, my best friend's dad was a bull rider, and yeah. so like he would work for the railroad all week long and mm -hmm. then go rodeo on the weekends. Like, yeah, I feel like that would be even tougher than. Just being able to focus on riding bulls. Yeah, I don't know how they did it. They, yeah. His older brother, younger sister, three of us packed in the van. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Older so, brother, younger sister. Yeah. So there's three of you. Yeah. You're the middle. Yeah. Shittiest you, spot. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yeah. Sucks. Were you, were you spoiled or? No. Were you the low man on totem pole? I wouldn't say I was low man totem pole, but... <laughs> Different. I, I could have baby, I, and you wasn't the firstborn. I, I couldn't have been spoiled because of the way I grew up. <laughs> really? What do you What do you mean? I was a hazard man. What? Yeah, I was just in the trouble all the time. Really? Were you a shit kid? Oh yeah, I didn't like get into bad trouble, but I was in 
detention all the time, principal's office. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> what would she say? <laughs> I got caught drawing boobs on my notebook. Shit, man. What, like your senior year or what? Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. You got caught you got caught drawing boobs on your notebook. Yeah, I got sent to the principal's office for that. What Damn grade? It. I think that was eighth grade. Okay, it's so funny to me now because like we laugh at things like that, but to think, okay, that sent you to the principal's office. What does the principal say to a junior high kid drawing boobs on his notebook? He actually just said, "Just you can't be doing that in school, son." Because I couldn't like, have said that and kept a straight face. No, like, he was, I would have died. He laughing. was very cool about it. He like he just you can't be doing it around school. Like if you're gonna do that stuff, you do it at home or just not not in school. Draw naked ladies all <laughs> like, oh, just not in my school. Yeah, shoot. No, our my class we made our PE teacher cry. Like we had her like really. Oh yeah, I was kind of a bully. Just. See, that's oh, here's another good one. I got kicked out of choir. Okay. I, well, I'm not. Everybody Wait, whoa, knows whoa, whoa, I'm whoa, not whoa. a very good singer, but whoa, 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 whoa! They didn't know this. First of all, you were in choir. Well, I attempted. Okay, as just as an elective, was there? Well, like it's just a, kind of a filler. You know, and choir's what you went with. Well, I thought I could just get through it, and then it come down to actually performing, and yeah, no. I mean, like, okay. So not getting on the What stage. were the other options, do you remember? No, I don't. They would have been better options. Yeah. Wait, I don't know. Maybe, maybe did you think you were going to sing? Go to Nashville? No, definitely did not. I, look, you're out of your mind if you think I'm not bringing up that you were in choir on Championship Sunday. Oh, I, I got a better one for you. Please. You want a better one? I'm all ears. Oh, God. I'm shoot. taking notes. Back when I was, so when I was a baby, my grand, my dad's grandparents live in South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Oh. Sioux are down by Eagle Butte on the right. res. And I guess ever since I was a baby, they we went down there early one summer, and I cried, and I ended up staying down there. So I stayed every year, every summer after I we got done with high school. My parents shipped me and my brother down there till I was in eighth grade, and we branded. That's how I learned how to be a cowboy. Like my grandpa has eight brothers; they all have cows. We went to eight brandings. Like I was on horseback from sun up to sundown. Like it was grueling, really. But the first couple of years, like in second, third grade, I'd come back after the summer, after being down there all summer, and my teachers after the second year they're like they put me in speech therapy cuz they thought they thought I had something wrong but I was just talking all resy and <laughs> after the second year my mom finally told him just give him 2 weeks you'll come out of the res talk we'll get him out of it but yeah I didn't but go they, speech you, therapy you were just talking the way you were hearing other people talk. yeah on the reservation back where my dad grew up. really yeah I I actually so this is funny and I like anytime I have to speak to a group of people like uh, especially people that want to like kind of do what we do what I do for a living I I bring up because I did go to speech therapy <laughs> no way I legit went through speech therapy I couldn't say R <laughs> and I couldn't say S and I had a hard time with T like a, as a kid I could shit you not, say my name well now yeah so I, I, I try really hard do good I I try really hard thank you um. <laughs> But I uh, I can actually say Fire Walker, 
and sound out all the letters now. I couldn't do that when I was a kid. Legit had to go to speech therapy. That's crazy. And it's crazy now that I talk for a living. That is uh, nuts. Yeah. I, I, I think... Mind your own business. This is this this is not a studio audience. This is a conversation between Matt and Stetson. You guys can... Uh, You're getting a better kick out of this. Like, my are. parents would take me to Sonic when I was a kid. Sonic was a big deal. Really? And I would always get a cheeseburger, no panadas. Panadas? Yeah, I, that's how I said tomatoes. Get off me. Leave me alone. I'm not making fun of you. Panadas. Hey. I don't know what I said, but it was pretty resy. I, 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 so I had a, I want a cheeseburger with no panadas. And my favorite movie as a kid was 101 Dalmatians. I couldn't say 101 Dalmatians. It was 101 Dalmatians. I feel like it's kind of cute. You're killing it now. Yeah. I'm getting words right now. It took me years, but we're, we're getting close. You're doing it. So you started, how old were you when you started? Three, four, probably getting on cheap. Yeah, and then just you stayed in it the whole time, like through school uh, and everything, or did you ever quit? I'll tell like seventh grade. I was on miniature bulls, and I got hung up, and my free arm went through the panel and the up and down rights, and snapped my right arm in half. Oh, yeah, I had to ride in a. My mom had to hold the bottom half of my arm for forty five minutes to get to the hospital. Oh my gosh! Yeah, talk about feel every bump. I bet, especially at that age, because you're still growing. You're like mm-hmm. you're. you're you're everything's small. I mean, it's not like you have meat on your bones. And no, like that's that. pretty small little guy. So did that seventh grade. Yeah. And I didn't ride for a whole year. Oh, just a year. Yeah. Uh, that would have been, I, I would have quit doing well, anything outside of my house. Had that happened to me. So no big deal. No, there's a lot more injuries that happened before that. Oh, really? But like, so you were a pretty tough kid. Yeah. I guess you kind of had to be. I got my finger bit off by my horse. You got a finger bit off by your horse? The tip of my pinky. Really? I slammed a finger in the door one time and literally ripped the end of it off. Um, no big deal. Hey, you guys, don't worry about anything. It's it's fine. I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, what do you, I, I guess this is kind of a weird question now. I was going to say, what do you think you'd be doing had it not been for bull riding? I honestly don't know. Not probably working in an oil field. If really? I was in Trenton, the eh, oil field's pretty big there, so probably doing that. Just staying there. Just grinding it out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, no, I think I think that's cool because like I I would probably had I not went my path, I'd have, I'd have done what my dad did and worked for the railroad or something like that. You know, I don't know. I my country music career wasn't really flourishing, so Yeah. Thank glad, God. Glad this worked out. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I could have been a great cheerleader. Um, do you have any superstitions? Not really. I try not to get caught up in all that. Don't think too much. No. It's, it's funny. We were talking before we started this how like a guy can really think way too much yeah. about things. Just everything. Just overthink everything. You uh, no superstitions? Like, do you have a pregame warm up? Because like I look at like I always talk about Keyshawn. Yeah. Like Keyshawn's crazy in his like pregame. pre-game yeah. It's nuts. He'll be in the middle of like nowhere headphones in like what's your what's your deal the oh to expand on that like the brazilians eduardo's always in a bible head down always in a bible yeah. you know different guys will have the smoking section of the locker room or whatever <laughs> what uh what do you what do you what's your what's your go-to uh right now i i honestly just try to not even pay attention to what everybody else is doing like right now a big talk about it, the whole team thing and everybody's 
asking everybody what they think. Like, I just, you just want to show up and go to work. Yeah, I, that's the best way I know how to do my job, and that's what I come here to do. I don't try to dibble-dabble into everybody else's problems and trying to figure everybody else's shit yeah. out. Just take care of what you got to do today. Take care of myself. Um, it's working for you. Yeah. Number three in the world. Do you think you'd be number three in the world right now? No. Really? Mm-mm. That's a an honest answer. No, I, I I'll be honest. I surprised myself. Really? Yeah. That's like I knew me. I could ride, but it, it's everybody knows I struggle with consistency, and I actually did it. So I think I we're gonna be honest. <laughs> I think your consistency comes from confidence in yourself. Yeah, I, I like. think it's easy for me to tell you how good you are. I think sometimes you don't realize how good you are. Yeah, I I got a lot of self doubt, and I think that's a I think that's the biggest part of this sport. Oh yeah, when guys figure that out and understand, like Jose right now, yeah, it's because he believes in himself, and you can see those guys that have won world titles. If they buck off a handful, then they start to question whatever. Oh, I can I can see it now, and guys like I can tell you what's bothering somebody but it's not right i say to do it it's right but like that's i see that i say it because you're sitting here yeah there's a lot of guys in the locker room that i'll say that to right i mean like if 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 you believed in you as much as i believe in you yeah holy shit look out but let me tell you this (laughs) you don't know how scary it is doing it what getting on a bull yeah I tried it one time in a practice pin. I've never been so terrified in all my life. I I get it. I don't understand it. Like, I don't know how anybody does this. You got to look it in the eye and tell them, fuck off. I, I don't understand how you do it. Like, how do you do that? Because I I'd rather know. fight 100 grown men than have to do that ever again. It's I don't know how I do it, but it it's the adrenaline rush. Yeah. And just the thrill of conquering if you get on a rank bull that like a dopamine hit you get yep. from doing that is uh, it's nothing there's no drug out there i know of that can give that to you are you, are you an adrenaline guy outside of bull riding yes like she says unfortunately so like like okay skydiving skiing uh, like what what I, is it for you i go snowboarding really a little bit here and there i try to reel it in there's times where say i got one of the side-by-sides yeah for the bass boat yeah from bass pro instead of boats i got side-by-sides yeah last it was last summer wasn't it yeah last summer at bismarck at weston hartman's place i had the side-by-side there it's a racing one it's a wildcat like it goes 70 miles an hour i'm giving chase doherty a ride in the ditch by by weston's on the highway we're cruising around and i'm like showing off, like it handles right. well. And all of a sudden he looks down, he's like, holy shit, we're going, I think he said we're going 60 or so. And in my mind, there's approach coming. I was like, oh shit, we're going a little fast here. Mm-hmm. Just pump on the brakes. I was like, because you can't hit the approach like on your brakes and then it'll just sling your ass up. So I was like, okay, we'll just ride it out. We're going for it. <laughs> we clear this whole approach and we like legit go straight up in the air. We're looking straight at the sun. And then all of a sudden we're looking straight at the ground. I mean, I'm gripping the steering wheel and I'm like, holy shit. And we hit, we land, look over that chase. 
we're doing good. I was like, hell yeah, get back on the gas. Here we go. Next thing you know, <clears throat> back tire. We sheared the back axle right off. It passed us. Went about a hundred yards. I just remembered I got a snap. I got snaps of that. <laughs> yeah. I got snaps of that and I was like, what in the holy hell just happened? But nobody got hurt. No, we're all safe, thank God. Exactly, thank God, because it looked bad. Oh, it was like I'm not shitting. I scared shit on myself. So okay, like and yeah, and I, Chase. Chase was terrified. I can only imagine how pissed off Kara was. No, she didn't know. I don't think so. Okay, never mind. <laughs> never mind. I don't know when it got released to her, but at the time, no. Okay, she yeah. no. She knows now, but I don't know when she it got knows now that everybody's okay. Yeah. yeah. I want to go back. I want to go back to this twenty-one day challenge because you said you were listening to like positive, like podcast things I, like that. Did Ed Milet. Ed, oh my god, that guy's so good. Yes, a lot he's of him. so good. What's the other guy? The one you like? We listen to a lot. Jay Shetty. Yeah, Jay never Shetty. heard of that. It's a pretty good one. But I love Ed Milet. Yeah, he's. I love him too. I just listened to another one the other day. It's. But when you when you listen to things like that, um, Andy Frisella, uh, Ed Milet. Um, even Gary V, like they make those things sound so simple. Yeah, they, they do a good job of simplifying it, and you can relate it. I relate it to bull riding. Yeah, I like I, I'm I'm trying to be very entrepreneurial and like yeah. you know start thinking business minded. But I even question, and I talk for a living, and I start to think, okay, maybe I'm not as good as I think I am every mm-hmm. once in a while. But you you listen to a guy like that, or like I I I've really got back in a kick of reading. Yeah, and it's. It's crazy how some people can simplify it, and you just you you flip the switch and you go, oh yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, I, I weird thing I just did today. <laughs> I read like probably sixty pages in a book. That's unlikely really? for me to read. What book? Uh, Winning by Tim. I can't remember his last name. Um, Grover. Yeah, one that Tim Grover, the one that Michael, John, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, and Kobe and Bryant, Kobe. all those guys. Yeah, incredible mind. Yeah, Tim Grover is uh, actually the guy that we gave the B Cowboy to in Chicago. Works with Tim Grover. Really? Yeah, like like he's a big basketball guy. They worked with Crazy. those same guys. They work together. Tim Grover's a, another guy that's really, really. I mean, I I I love listening to things. I just like love that. the way people think. Other people think. It's fascinating. Yeah. I almost when I was in college almost went into psychology. Um, I was just so interested in the way like how other people tick Mm -hmm. i look around the locker room and it's like like there's different things that make people tick oh yeah but it's everybody's chasing the same dream it's weird yeah uh what do you think that people don't know about you the is there anything that people don't know about you that they that you wish they did know (laughs) i know that's that's a tough one don't know about me. I like to think I'm pretty open book, honestly. Yeah. So I yeah. don't know. I think you are, uh, except when I don't know if you're pissed off at me or not. Well, I'm, yeah, it's just. I'm not going to lie. Like, just, I spent about an hour of that night thinking. I even text him. I'm like, is that okay? Like, I'm not a guy. I'm not a guy. Like, I'm not a guy. Okay. <laughs> like, let's throw it out there. Like, Brandon Bates. Brandon Bates is one of my all-time heroes. I love the guy, but he would say some stuff on the microphone that I'd go, eh, somebody's going to be pissed about that. Yeah. 
So after that first interview, and then like I saw you go by the second time, I'm sitting there thinking, what have I said in the last couple of weeks? Like I don't ever toe that line because I'm like super positive and like, did I? Did really Clint question. say something? Did he think I said it or, or what was going on? But anyways, uh, circle back to the end of the event. You get the win. It was a little emotional. Oh, it was very emotional. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, there was a lot of people, like, shedding tears and stuff. But, like, like even you, you oh, were emotional. I, I, I had to... Hold yeah, it back. Hold it back, yeah. I tried to reel it in. Oh, like, well, your shaky-ass voice started, got me tearing up. Jesus me? Christ, yeah. What are you talking about? I did, I was scared. <laughs> I thought you were mad at me. <laughs> oh, my God damn it, man. I'm trying to hold it together here. I'm on TV. <laughs> I, I'm not well, a so TV am guy. I. I'm not a TV guy. <laughs> on every week I'm, i got a new job i gotta try to impress somebody oh, shoot. um but a good emotional i think so like i said during an interview i was very proud of myself because it meant a lot for me to do that i i was very proud of you because yeah. like i know how hard you worked i i know that it's difficult it's a roller coaster it's up and down like people don't want to talk about how hard it is to oh, go yeah. through these things and I think that's a detriment to every athlete's career. Yeah, there's something to be said about that. I'm guilty of it too, of guys that are getting hurt, like and going through tough times. Because yeah, I think the Western sports should dive into something on psychologically or mental health for those people too. Because that it, if I didn't have the support system I had, mm-hmm. I could see how easily you could. Wind down and go down the wrong path very yeah. easily, and we've seen it happen. Yeah, it's we've it's seen happened. it. We've seen it happen with a lot of our friends. Yeah, a lot of our friends have had like forks in the road, and it's like, man, I want, I want to, I want to get behind the wheel and help you go the right path. Yeah. It just doesn't help. No. Doesn't happen all the time. You took the right path. It paid off. Um, man, you're set up to win a world title. It's exciting. I, I hope it is because yeah. like it's exciting for me. Um, I pull for everybody, but who doesn't want to pull for the underdog? That's right. That's <laughs> right. Do you ever feel like you're the underdog? I always feel like that a little bit. Really, just, and it also just helps me stay motivated. Just right, kind of keep that chip on my shoulder mentality because I feed off it a little bit. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, and it's easy, like when the guys that have won the world title are getting all the attention. It's easy because that, that I'm going to, I'm going to put this out there. That really frustrated me, uh, that there was so much talk about so-and-so coming back and -and so-and-so coming back. And I'm sitting there and I brought your name up and I'm looking at you and I'm like, please, please do something that helps me say, yeah, you know what? Like, Uh, like, why weren't we talking about Stetson? Yeah. And so thank you for doing that. No, no problem. I'm glad it worked out that way. But like ever said, I said, why are you so surprised? Like, you don't know how the world works. Like, I put the work in. It don't matter. Like, in the words of, I think it was Nick Diaz, maybe Nate Diaz, one of them. Sounds good. And, uh, the Venezuelan vixen herself, Juliana Pena. I hope this is coming in one of your interviews soon. <laughs> I'm not surprised, mother. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Please don't do that. No. Please wait. don't do that. Uh, 
Hold Maybe if you got here. the mic. What's that? If you got the mic, I might. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm not going to interview. I'm refusing. <laughs> I don't care how many you, you win. I'm refusing to do the interviews again. Oh, shoot. Uh, social media. If people aren't already following you on social media, how do they do it? Just Stetson Lawrence. Stetson Lawrence. There's no underscores or dots or hashtags or none of that. Just orig- Just original. Perfect. I like it. You're the only Stetson Lawrence I know. You're my favorite Stetson Lawrence. <laughs> I should be. Uh, yeah, I guarantee it, man. Uh, thanks for doing this. Yeah, it only took us about two years to do. Yeah, we'll do it again soon. Hopefully, we'll we'll do it again. You'll 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 win a whole lot more money, and I will beg for a little hour of your time <laughs> again. But it's late. We've got a bull ride tomorrow, so uh, go get rested up and uh, good luck the rest of the year, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, buddy.